Why, hello there. Are you interested in the BCPE? Well, look no further than this episode. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. What you're going to be listening to today is a replay from a recent interview and session with Jean Kay. Now, Jean Kay is the president of the BCPE. As you may know, BCPE stands for the Board of Certification in Professional Ergonomics. And what makes this such a unique organization is that it is endorsed by the International Ergonomics Association. Now, depending on where you live in the world, there might be different versions of the BCPE. For instance, in Canada, there is the Canadian College for the Certification of Professional Ergonomists. They were endorsed by the IEA, the International Ergonomics Association, in 2020. And there's various other organizations all around the world. So I want to encourage you to do your due diligence and find an organization that is maybe in your country that is endorsed by the International Ergonomics Association. A little side note, back when I started my BCPE process in 2008, 2009, although I'm Canadian, I was doing some work in the United States and the CC. CPE, that's the Canadian College for the Certification of Professional Ergonomists. They just were endorsed by the IEA at the time, and that was really important to me. Rest assured to all of my Canadian friends that it has changed in 2020, as I mentioned, they are endorsed by the IEA. Okay, back to the session. So I reached out to Jean Kay as part of the Accelerate Business of Ergonomics program. This program is designed for ergonomics service providers who are building their own businesses. Every month, they get marketing content and information that's either going to help them build their list, enhance their professional ergonomics expertise, or help them get more paying clients every single month. Enrollment is happening soon, so if you want to get on the wait list, just head to ergonomicshelp.com biz. As I was booking Jean in for this session, it occurred to me, why don't I open this session up for the public? Accelerate was the original reason why I reached out, but this is going to benefit the ergonomics community at large. So thus, here we are today. Not only was that original session open to the public, but you're going to get an inside track of what is involved with the BCP in 2023. And how cool is that? A little bit about Gene. He has been in the ergonomics industry for more than 30 years, working in various roles from a global ergonomics manager to being self-employed in a variety of industries. Now Gene provides ergonomics consulting aimed at small to medium-sized firms with his company Performance Coaching LLC. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode right now. 
Thanks, Darcy, and welcome, everyone. Great to be here. Again, I'm Gene Kay, uh, currently serving as president of BCPE. Uh, BCPE is a volunteer nonprofit organization. We have 11 volunteer board members. Each year, we vote on president, vice president, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm serving as president now. Um, this is my third year. Um, my background, I studied exercise science, did work physiology, and then became interested in ergonomics. Um, I worked in rehab for many years. Um, I was global ergonomics manager for American Express and supported 70,000 employees around the world. And then with a prior, um, a prior recession, I got laid off, so I started my own business. I developed an office ergonomics application, a website, and um, use that with clients. I supported Wells Fargo and Cargill and Ford and T-Mobile, lots of big companies, TD Bank. Um, sold that a few years ago. And then with the uh, with the last pandemic, I had this great gig, part-time contracting. And then they said, all contractors are gone. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm retired now. So that's me. I, I do mountain bike coaching and ski coaching and uh, volunteer work with BCPE. We're going to talk about the uh, certification process. We'll talk about a couple other organizations or, or how we differ from other certifications, and then how you can actually apply for and get BCPE certification. So uh, BCPE, we certify people, and you'll see the letters at the bottom, certified professional ergonomists. That's CPE. That's our most common. We also do certified human factors professionals and certified user experience professional. Each of these are the same application, the same core knowledge, the same exam, but then people can choose which designation they want depending on their area of expertise or most of their practice. So these are the letters you'll see from BCPE. We work at the top end. Getting BCPE certified is quite difficult. It's pretty close to a 40 or 50% fail rate. We certify people as professionals. This is equivalent to becoming a PE, a professional engineer. It's not just getting an engineering degree, but becoming a professional engineer. And we require that our candidates um, have expertise and can demonstrate mastery in their chosen areas. So um, it is a difficult certification to achieve, but I hope you see that it's worth it. Generally, our people make more money. They've got great autonomy, and, and it, it is a really great profession. Many organizations consider us the gold standard in ergonomic certification. We are the largest internationally. The International Ergonomics Association recognizes us as the U.S. certifying body, but we also certify internationally. We have a lot of Canadian applicants. We've got people from all over the world that choose to get BCPE. Another similar organization, maybe a sister or cousin organization, is Chartered Institute in the U.K. They're another one recognized by IEA. Not all countries have a certifying body. And so for that reason, international people do choose to get us. So a number of people have recognized us as the standard in ergonomics. The International Ergonomic Association, their criteria, first, you must be recommended by a federated society. And for us, it's the Human Factors and Ergonomics Society. They've recommended that BCPE be recognized. We are national, international, and very, very important for us, we must be separate and independent from any educational 
or other educational institution. The body that's doing this certification, professional certification, cannot also be the doing the training. So we have to have that separation. We don't do training, we just do certification. And among other things, we're nonprofit. So we try to remove all biases, all conflicts of interest by sticking to these conditions. BCSP, Board of Certified Safety Professionals, made this little chart comparing us and a certification to other certificate programs. We really just do an assessment. And as you'll see as we go through this talk, we are really assessing candidates. Do they meet the educational requirements? Do they meet the work experience and the work sample requirements? Can they pass the exam? So we are an assessing institution. We require years of experience and we're a third-party organization. And we're looking to see that people have achieved mastery-level competence. Other programs in the U.S. and elsewhere do provide certificates in ergonomics, and you'll see a number of different letters for that. Certificates come from an educational program. A certificate shows that you've completed and understand you've mastered those educational things. But again, we do not provide education. We're at a higher level providing professional certification. I think I just said that we only do professional certification. Some other organizations, for example, Oxford Research, which is a wonderful organization, but they provide education and training. They provide accreditation of educational programs. And they provide recognition to certain people as being preferred provider. We don't do any of that except for assessment and professional certification. So that is how we differ from uh, many other organizations. BCP certification is quite difficult, but why would you want to do it? Well, credibility, recognition, salary, promotion, a number of reasons. If if you really are good at what you do, we want you to be part of BCPE. We want you to be recognized for that and rewarded for that. Here's a number of companies that require their ergonomics and human factors folks have BCP certification. There's a number of large consulting firms, same thing. I used to work for Humatech for a while, largest consulting firm in North America. Everybody is a, a CPE or human factors professional. So all of these firms require BCPE credentials and it's growing. We were also recently recognized by the U.S. Department of Labor, who is very influential, and they said we're an affiliated, we're a partner organization. So they recommend that for many, many branches of government that they do select BCPE certified. Okay, so why hire somebody that's certified? A lot of employers say they appreciate that somebody else is verifying their competency. They often see that these candidates are more productive and efficient, and they often get a higher quality of work from these certificates. It removes the guesswork. I know when I was in my own consulting practice, people are kind of trying to feel me out. Well, how good are you? What do you know? What is blah, blah, blah. I'm BCPE certified. No more questions asked. You've got the job. Please do it. It just makes it easier for people to choose you as being a highly qualified ergonomist. It can break tiebreakers and get you many, many jobs. It also often helps with salaries. I think these numbers are older, but typically the certified professionals are up in the higher range. Practice managers, if you're leading a group, the salaries are higher at many times and higher on the range. 
Our certified professionals are expected to take a systems approach. If you are designing a workstation, you need to consider the whole environment that it's in. What's the work involved? If you change one thing with the chair, is it going to mess up something else with the work height? So anytime you change one item, you need to consider the systems approach is key to our approach, our ergonomics. And we are design-driven. Ergonomics is a design practice. We're not expecting people to change their behaviors or to bend their knees instead of bending their back. We're going to change the workstation so they don't have to bend their knees or their back. We want to change the design, make it work for people. And we always focus on performance and well-being. We are trying to optimize for the human. Yeah, we hope to make the work more productive, fewer defects, more pieces built, but we need to make sure it doesn't harm the human. So these are things that we consider and look for throughout our whole process here. We have what we call core competencies, and we break it down into these three areas analyze, design, and integrate. And there's a feedback loop. When you figure out what's wrong and you come up with a design to fix it, you got to analyze and make sure that's actually going to work. If it does work, you integrate. And within this, these core competencies, we've built our entire certification around this. These core competencies, every five years, we check with our members. We have nearly 1,600 certified professionals, and we check with the people that, you know, the large employers that use them. Are these the tasks? Are these the things that a competent professional needs to know? And generally, the answer has been yes. So these are the things that you need to know and to be competent in. With analysis, it may be user research or organizational factors, physiology, blah, 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 all this stuff. So there's all these factors here that need to be considered in doing the analysis. And then there's a number of factors that you need to be familiar with in design. And you can see um, this spans the range from hardware, software, tasks, jobs, organization, environment, training. There's a whole range of things. We don't expect our professionals to be masters or experts in all of these, but rather you must be aware of many of them and very good at several of them to pass. And then the last thing is to integrate. So these are the things we look for on um, your work samples, on the exam, and in your education. And as we go through, you'll see how these um, come out. These same things are listed on our website, so no need to take notes on this kind of detailed stuff right here. We use the core competencies, and this is our roadmap for an individual that's practicing, and this is the roadmap for our exam and our application process. Employers have confirmed that these are essentials for effective practice, and we loop back with our membership. We go back to people that have been practicing in the profession. Do you use these various tools, and is it necessary? Necessary for you to be familiar with these content areas? And the answer is yes. To become BCPE certification, we have educational requirements. That's your first go or no go. Then there's work experience, both years and work samples. 
and then the exam. For many people, including me, when I took this, this is a multi-year process. So you can't just graduate from a program and become BCPE certified. You graduate, you need to have work experience, you need to demonstrate your work, and then pass the exam. Once you are certified, you have to stay certified. You have to do continuance of certification that's continuing ed and abide by the code of ethics. So um, it's a challenge to get there, and then you have to work to stay current and to stay involved. Let's see. Oh, here's some of the detail on the educational stuff. I put this here because many people interested in BCPE certification don't meet the educational requirements. And really, this is a must-pass thing. To be eligible for BCPE certification, you have to meet the educational requirements. Before I dive into this list, let me just say that if you graduate, if you have a graduate degree in ergonomics from any of the 78 listed universities on the HFES website, you meet these requirements. If you were like me and you did not graduate with an ergonomics degree, I studied exercise science, work physiology, and I had to put together training, summer course at University of Michigan, short course at University of California, University of Wisconsin. I had to piece together all the parts, but we are looking for 24 semester credit hours in these areas. You must have at least three credits in basic principles of ergonomics, and that could be system concepts or design concepts. Your core background, you must have credits in human attributes, anthropometry, physiology, biomechanics. You must have some credits in environmental, physical, social, organizational environments. You must have statistics and design, basic process analysis, design methods. And then in the application section, there's human-machine interaction, human environment, human software, human job, or human organizational interactions. You must have credits in at least three of these five areas to be eligible for BCPE. So you must have taken some coursework or done some study in three of those five areas. And again, if you have a graduate degree in human factors or ergonomics from one of those 78 colleges, you don't have to worry about this. You send your transcripts and you're done. Also, if you have that degree or you meet these educational requirements, you can become an associate ergonomics professional like tomorrow or next week. You've met the requirements for the associate level. But again, like me, I did not do this. So it took me a couple of years to get the additional credits to fill out this list. But this is the, the largest challenge for many of our candidates is meeting the educational requirements. Hey, Gene, I just yeah, have a really ahead. quick question in yeah. uh, the segue here. Those educational requirements... Yep. That's on your website too. Is that That's, right? Yep. Yeah. So the website is laid out and it explains a lot of stuff we talk to. I am preaching to the choir, I hope, that there's so much value with the BCPE. It's added so much value to my career. And I really recommend that you look into this. So that was just the halfway point of this interview I did with Gene K of the BCPE. The rest of the interview is still really useful, but it doesn't quite fit the format for podcast. 
The rest of this session has to do with answering questions with attendees. We review past questions from the BCP exam. We talk about the mentor program, which absolutely blew my mind. I didn't know that the mentor program existed. So you definitely want to check out the rest of the interview. And the way that you can access it is go to ergonomicshelp.com slash free dash training. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash free dash training. I will leave that in the show notes. When you get to that website, you will not be disappointed because not only will you see the BCPE interview with Jean, but you're going to see a bunch of other resources that you can get access to, including Ergo Services for Corporate, an ergonomic equipment showdown that I did with Camille Frazier of Ergomania that talks about alternative type mice. That is so cool. And you'll also be able to get the recordings of the latest research for sit-stand desks and sedentary behavior and ergonomics. Since you're listening to this podcast right now, then you know the value of what staying on top of the research can do for you. And that's exactly what these two presentations do. You'll be able to recommend literature-supported solutions that will be high value, high impact, and low cost. One last thing, if you are an ergonomic service provider offering your own ergonomics services independently to workplaces, whether it's industry-based or office-based, then I want to invite you to the Accelerate Business of Ergonomics program. At the end of March, I'm going to be opening enrollment. So if you have any interest in providing these services to corporate, either now or in the very near future, I want to strongly encourage you to go to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. Accelerate the business of ergonomics helps healthcare professionals building their own thriving ergonomic service business and it's opening for enrollment soon. You can register now just by going to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz to be the first notified once we open up the doors to Accelerate so that you too can tap into the strategies to build, attract customers, and raise your income with your own ergonomic services. Join the notification list to get the processes, the resources, and your future members you'll work with inside the program. You'll be the first to know about any brand new free training that I release, and you'll be the first in line when we open up the doors to accelerate the business of ergonomics next. All you got to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz to get started now.